What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dapper Villains Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Blue, and as always, joined by my co-host, the Pablo Escobar of Fabrics, Jay Such Dave. Jay, what's going on, brother? <laughs> Pablo Escobar of Fabrics. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a lot more compromising than Pablo Escobar, I'll tell you that. I let my competitors run all over me, and uh, they kick me out of projects so fast. Um, happened so, a few times. Um, happened, it's happened yeah, a few happened times. A few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the verge of happens stabbing you in the back. We'll like, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the last time it happened. So <laughs> I, I think it'll happen more and more. Guys, as, before as we a, jump into today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Dapper Villains Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. So definitely check it out. Subscribe and don't miss our weekly episodes. So today, Jay, you and I are really just talking about our product line, like things that we want to work on, you know, the, yeah. what the Dapper Villains product line will look like and how we'll go about that. Yeah, it's been a while now that um, we have been developing a lot of things. We have been selling a lot of things, especially yeah. on the rake and uh, on a few online platforms when COVID hit. And uh, I think a lot of people might not know that uh, Dana can actually tailor and uh, make stuff up. Uh, right out of his garage um so and i i, I you know supply a lot of fabrics so, well do you have a garage or is it like <laughs> just the like first a, floor first do people floor, have garages yeah. in thailand right it's it's a thing to say but like it's i mean when people said steve jobs developed mac out of his garage it was a real garage though it was a real garage yeah well the here go- people garages are an american their, thing people just park their cars outside and cause uh traffic and shit so um i guess yeah not garage triple park on the road here yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so like you have a driveway you don't even park your car in your driveway at your house you park outside yeah i park outside why would i park in the place where it's designed to park when i can take up the space that'd be complicated uh, outside yeah (laughs) that's complicated no so so we wanted to develop quite a few things and um you know with combination of dana being able to make things himself with my fabric ranges that we have uh we wanted to create a few things that caters directly to our audience which is uh clothiers around the world and also people who are into menswear and uh want unique products that are made by two very cool motherfuckers yeah, and the things that we're designing that we're working on are are definitely unique. We've got so we've got a tote bag in the works, our EDC tote bag that will probably be our first product drop at at some point soon as well as I've already got the prototypes. Jay's seen it. We've seen pictures of it. He's too busy to come hang out with me so he hasn't seen it in person yet. But we've got a uh, military inspired overshirt that actually inspired from the BDU shirt I used to wear when I was in the army. So this is like your daily uniform. And the thing is, like, if you wear a uniform, it becomes comfortable. It becomes something you can do. But no one wants to throw on, in an Army BDU shirt, the, they call it a blouse in the Army. The inside is kind of rough, right? The seams aren't really finished. It's, it, you know, the stitching's just okay. And it's a poly cotton, so it traps a lot of heat inside. Especially and the, I suppose uh, it's more like a uniform. So it was made for mass market. Yeah. And uh, not designed to be a luxury item. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's cool, but like, I'm not going to wear that every day. It's just not the quality of garment I want. I don't need double elbows. I don't need 
huge the the sleeves on the bdu shirt are so big like i could probably pull the wrist all the way up to my shoulder oh yeah what does bdu stand for uh battle dress uniform mm. so they don't actually they don't actually wear them anymore they switched over to acus which i i don't something ac uniform i'm not sure exactly what it stands for but the bdu still it's a similar cup but now they have a bunch of like slanted pockets with velcro it's a lot more uh, to use an army word high speed but we've got i think the one that that i designed based off the bdu that i wore in the early 2000s it, it's a very minimalist take on it right so it's it doesn't have these huge pleated pockets. It's got much more normalized sleeves. I shrunk the collar, but it's still got that sort of that American, that, that military uniform fit to it, where it's a little bit big in the shoulder. It's got the tabs to make adjustments so you can taper the body. You know, I, I did the, the hidden, placket, hidden placard for the buttons. And then we, we just upgraded the materials. You know, we, we're in a tropical country, you and I, Jay. Little, especially lately, man. It's been in the 30s every day, like 35, 36. Yeah. It's supposed day. to be our fucking winter. Right? And at it's, this like, point. it's like, it's getting April, hotter and hotter. April and May are our hot months here. And it's like April, you know. May weather right now in December, in yeah. November. And then it's been raining like crazy. And raining season's supposed to be over. So it's, yeah. it's weird. But yeah. so we used, Jay sourced us some really high quality linen for this for this overshirt, which is beautiful. It, it's thick, but it still breathes really nicely. And you know, we ended up. Jay also sourced us some really good uh, Caruso buttons. Caruso is that how you say it? Jay? Yeah, Caruso. I always mess yeah. it up. I say Caruso, but it, I know it's Caruso. <laughs> so we've got some really good Caruso buttons that look beautiful, and it gives a nice contrast. And you know, I just think it, it's a great great shirt that it's a good casual shirt if you want to elevate your casual dress game you can throw this over anything and corozo buttons are such a good um in between between like raisin and plastic buttons yeah versus horn buttons so like corozo is not made of any animal products or anything like that yeah and uh it's still very luxurious it's it's made from nuts right yeah yeah and it's all uh, made in italy so yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a natural product. And like Jay said, no animal products in it. So it's, you know, it's a very, there's no bone or horn or whatever you want to call it in it. It's just, it's, it's a nut that's, it's like a hardened, it's a seed or a nut. Jay, where does it come from on the tree? It's a nut. Yeah. And it's then a, they just, they nut. mill it down. And they make these great buttons from it. They're quite nice. It's really an elevated version of the BDU, the military overshirt. Yeah. So like when you first uh, showed me the collection, right, of, of course, it was very beautiful. But my first question to you was, what makes it so unique? Because um, everybody, you know, every menswear clothier, yeah. they try to sell this item as well. Yeah. And uh, I forgot that you were actually in the military. And, and uh, that makes a huge difference because for someone who has actually worn it functionally, yeah. uh, to know what to evolve from original yeah, it's, that it, makes you know, a huge taking that minimalist approach. I think the, the thing is, when I look at the military overshirts, everyone does what is the M64 to death. Everyone does an M64, you know, jacket or overshirt. And, you know, that's a cool, it's a cool vintage, right, of the shirt, but everyone does it. So I don't want to do an M64. And I don't see anyone really elevating like that BDU jacket, that BDU shirt that was the standard for so long in pretty much every service. So, you know, when I look at it and, you know, I, I take a very minimalist approach to my design. I like to, I like to really reduce down 
you know, and give like a nicer, flatter silhouette, right? A nicer profile. And that was the approach I took to this. And I, I think it just, it came out fantastic, especially with the linen. That that linen's great. Do you think like back when you were in the military and today, the real military uniform, like has it evolved a lot? Yeah, it's a completely different uniform now. I mean, the 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 angle of the pockets is different. The the cuts a little bit different. The quality still. I mean, they're making there's 1.3 million service members in the military on active duty across all branches in the U.S. You know, it's about about is about how many generals there are in the Thai army. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but you know, there's. The, the thing is this, right? There's 1.3 million people. Th those items can't be made to like super high quality standards at the price that the government could buy five for, or seven for every person. Right? Especially and, counting in the corruption money. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the overhead on contracts and all of this and the amount that they go through. So, and of course, the military uniform has to serve another purpose, right? That it has identification. You need to put patches on it. But you know, if you wanted something, and I don't want to wear camo out, like I don't want to wear like a BDU forest camo jacket, you know, out somewhere that it's kind of a bit douchey looking, in my opinion, depending on yeah, absolutely. Some, some especially people, if it's newly made, like, yeah. I, I mean, for menswear people, they do that sometimes, but mm. it's more like a vintage item that yeah, has it's like actually from been 1960. Worn yeah, yeah. But like, if it's freshly made uh, yeah. to make it as camo, that's a bit cheesy. So I, I think that, you know, the green, the olive green linen that we have, and I, I want to do, I'm thinking a Navy version and maybe a tan version in the linen as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think those are three colors. It's simple. It's beautiful. And the, the thing that I love about it, of course, like I, I want to brag about the design, but it's the beauty of the material. It's so simple, right? It's two things. It's linen and buttons. And it's, it's unlined, it's cool, it's something you can wear in hot weather. And anyone who's been to Asia knows you don't want to leave like your exposed skin out in the, in the sun for too long. You end up looking like Jay. <laughs> so if it was any business that is looking to collaborate with us, like we're, we're, is the idea more like we're making for people or is it more like a collaboration? That's, this is that's a Dapper Villains product, right? So th this mm -hmm. is a, a straight up Dapper Villains thing. Now, we do have two collabs in, in the works right now. I'm designing, I'm not going to say who until we launch it, but we're, design, we're working with two American brands, uh, one on a line of jeans and one on a line of jackets right now. And so the designs are, are pretty much dialed in. And I just, I've got the photos for the denim sample. I'm going to send it to, uh, for the jackets. I've already shipped off the prototypes on the jeans. So, you know, th those are going to be like a, their brand X Dapper Villains. So it's basically their, their selling is their product designed by Dapper Villains. And so I'm always willing to do that with a brand if they want to step in and like really do like a collab and you know, like give me their ideas, let me work on the design and then we, we do it together. That's always awesome. And I'm always willing to do that. Now I've got some ideas for, we've been working, we've been talking about a gene line potentially as well for ourselves, like a, a limited run, like ready to wear, or maybe do even made to measure denim, like as a dapper villains item. Cause we just have access to so much dope denim. And I think like a straight dapper villains approach from a design perspective could be really cool. So, so that's for more for like the over shirt. Now, um, as for the EDC. Yeah um edc bags so um what is it and uh you know is it uh 
a product that existed in the market before, or is it something that? Yeah, so of course there have been tote bags forever, right? I mean, like tote tote bags, there are there are the ninety nine cent tote bags you get at Seven Eleven, and then there's like the three thousand dollar Gucci tote bag, and the Dapper Villains EDC tote bag falls somewhere in between. But the idea with that, again, sustainability being key. And, you know, one of the things that, that I like to keep in mind when I'm working on different things is, you know, where can I source fabrics from and where can, how can we reduce the carbon footprint or how can we make it a more sustainable thing? And, you know, for the EDC tote, I was able to find a really great Thai denim, Thai selvage denim for the EDC tote that's just beautiful. And we use it on another tote that we'll talk about in a second that won't be available as a standalone item. Uh, there's an other way you have to get it. But, you know, the EDC tote, the idea is EDC is everyday carry, right? This is the things that you bring with you every day. And, you know, if you want to just have a tote, you don't want to have a sling bag, you don't want to keep anything on your shoulder, you know, how can you go about, you know, putting everything in a tote, keeping it secure and just being comfortable with it and something that you can change up, you can put in your rotation with your, with your briefcase, with your messenger bag, God forbid someone wears a backpack, they're not in high school, right? And I mean, unless you're like uh, riding a motorcycle to work, that's the only time I'll forgive it. Yeah. But, you know, for the, for the most part, I just wanted, I wanted a bag that could approach the market and, and be a tote that someone could use that would last forever and really be something that was functional, that had a place for everything or that thought of everything. And so that, that's where the concept for the EDC tote kind of came about. Cool. So will it look good with suits or is it more designed for a more casual look? So here's the, so I, I think you wouldn't wear it with a straight suit, right? Mm -hmm. Cause it's a denim, it's a denim bag. After all, it's got a beautiful deep indigo. The interior is a purple chambray. It's gorgeous. Uh, has a, a a roped handle. Of course, the, the purple because it's our branding. Because it's our but branding. I, 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 I was there when you were sourcing this fabric. I, yeah. I think it, it makes a very interesting um, combination. Yeah. Actually. It, it's, it's done. A lot it's, more fun. It's a beautiful chambray, and it's yeah. it's a uh, it's, it's really soft, but it has a, a lot of structure to it. It's a thicker chambray, which I really like, and you know it's you know fantastic and. But but really the the nice thing about the EDC tote, like I don't really think you could wear it with a suit. It might look a little out of place. I don't know. But to me, the it's really like if you're wearing a, a slacks and a coat, or you wear jeans and a jacket to work every or day, like a safari or an outerwear, like like the yeah. ones that we were talking on the first segment. Yeah, I think so this that is could go well together. With that. Yeah, yeah, and that could be a good idea. I think it's a great. It fits very well in that spot, and even like. Jay knows we were struggling because I, I couldn't find snaps that I really liked. Yeah, I, I you were really uh, picky about the snaps. Like uh, we, yeah. we wouldn't be able to finish it until. So snaps came, you like it now? Yeah, so the, with the snaps, right? one, it's got to be a solid brass snap. It has to be high quality, something that lasts. But it also has to be satisfying to close and open, right? Like you have to, when you open it, it has to feel like, oh, okay, yeah, I just opened my bag. Right? I didn't want some chintzy snap that that didn't feel good and that you didn't know or that will break or be loose as fuck after a while and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I was looked around, I got some samples and I found some stuff I liked and I ordered it and it came and I, I did a few presses with it and it, they're just so good. And it's unique because 
when you they're, they're really large but instead of having a solid face on the outside of the bag it's just a ring of the metal so you still see the fabric on the inside which is really cool oh that's nice so what makes like a two dollar versus a three thousand dollars other than branding yeah um what makes it so different well, what we're not going to be hitting that $3,000 mark, unfortunately, with the EDC tote. But yeah, you know, the, the, the things that do make it different, right? Branding aside, quality of materials, quality of construction, and, and overall design. A 99 cent tote bag is made to put stuff in, carry it home. If you use it one or two more times, great, but they're probably expecting the seams are going to blow out. It's going to, you're just going to throw it away. Our EDC tote, all the seams are, are doubled, right? Everything's, you know, double stitched there's rivets at all the weak points i mean th this tote is is monstrously put together the straps come all the way down into the body and then they connect with the bottom webbing they're all double stitched in this is it's like the same issue that we had with the mask right when we tried to get the mask to production is that i designed it to be built incredibly well and it was a complex mask to make and it was it wasn't as easy as making like the the 3d masks right where you, you put a seam up the middle, boom, it's done, right? And so it's, it's the same sort of quality of design and craftsmanship that goes into a more expensive piece. And I think- So I guess that. like the handle, the lining inside, yeah. the pockets, the quality of pockets that yeah. have been put. So like the EDC bags, will it, will it have a lot of pockets? So I, I didn't want to go overboard on pockets. And so when I looked at it and I'm still- like I've made two versions right now of the liner, one with a laptop bag and one with a hook that you can, I can make a, a laptop sleeve and you can hook the laptop onto the hook on the bottom. So someone can't just pull it out of your bag. And so I'm kind of struggling like back and forth, like which way should I go with this? Because I like the idea of having the laptop pocket, but when you're not carrying your laptop, that space is wasted. Mm, I see. Right. So, so that could be used for documents or iPad as well. Yeah, that's true. Will it be softer fabric? So like the first version you made, you put it with the peach uh, finished uh, chino on yeah. it. And uh, I think that also gives it that feeling that, oh, my my gadget is not going to have a scratch on it. Yeah. And so it'll be the same. It'll be the chambray for the EDC tote. And and it's it's like it's softer fabric so soft. as well. So, okay. so talk about the chino. And uh, this is actually, this is the bag that we're calling the mag bag. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the, the shape of this bag is actually inspired by the, the three roll two jacket, which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the three roll two. I like the way it looks. I just, I, the, the idea of having a buck of unfunctional button really bothers me as an engineer. Uh -huh. I'm like, why would you put it there if you don't need it, Jay? Yeah. But you can't argue that the curve on a three roll two, the way it's, it's done is beautiful. Right. And so when I look at that, I think I was looking at this mag bag, which is just a straight up simple bag with a snap that you can only get. It's a Dapper Villains product that you can only get if you order WM Brown magazine set through Jay. Yeah. So Jay's fabric empire is also moving into the magazine space trying to take <laughs> over the game in Thailand. Yeah, well, he, you know, uh, Matt Rennick, who was one of our guests uh, in the Dapper Villains show as well, um, he was looking for a distributor to help put his magazines in cool stores in mm. Southeast Asia. So um, I bought the magazines right away because, you know, it was a very fair price and I wanted 
uh, shops that are my customers to have this magazine. Um, and you have read the magazines. Uh, yeah. they're, they're very cool to have very in good, the store. Yeah. It's very much like men's lifestyle, right? Hunting, cars, watches, things like that. So when I had the magazine, I was like, shit, now how do I fucking package this where it's, you know, it looks like a presentable thing. So, you know, we were designing totes. So I was like, Dana, can, can we design something that's, that fits this magazine? Mm. But it also looks like a Dapper Villains product. And when I got that bag, um, I ended up using it for a lot more things. Like I was saying earlier, like putting uh, iPads in there, putting, you know, documents and things yep. like that and carrying it like that. Um, the handle was very good quality. So if things were heavier, it doesn't, you know, makes my soft hands go rough. So uh, now my question is like, so, so on the EDC is the handle, um, what is the kind of handle that we're, we're making? I think that matters a lot too, right? Yeah, because so it's, a, it's the same type of handle that you have on the sample, the final handle that you have on the, the mag bag, right? So it's that same canvas cut and then wrapped around a piece of cotton rope. But on the EDC, the difference is we're in the mag bag because we were looking to save costs because essentially this is something you're shipping it in, right? We just, we did it as a classic sort of handle on a tote where it just goes to the top but instead of just like being on the front, we sandwiched it around the denim and then sewed the liner around it. Whereas on the EDC tote, the handle actually comes all the way down. The EDC tote's a three panel. And so it comes down the two big side panels and integrates into the bottom. So it comes all the way down. Then you have a pocket in the middle. So, so that pocket, what does it fit? Like that pocket in the middle that's there? On the outside, the pocket on the outside, you could slide your phone in there. You could drop you know, if you have like oh, a little, cool. like if some receipts or something, you should drop it in there. That's what those outside pockets are there for. Oh, that's very cool. So inside the EDC, how many pockets would they actually be? So I'm thinking if I go with the version where you don't have the actual laptop sleeve, then you'll have one pocket up top where you could put like stuff you're going to grab right away. Then there'll be, uh, I think I ended up with five pen holders and two smaller pockets on one side, then two bigger pockets on the other, and then the, the Dapper Villains tag is up top. Nice, nice. And so then I, I sewed in two brass ring rings on the bottom, and the idea being that you could hook like a laptop sleeve onto that brass ring so someone can't just pull it out of your bag. That's, that's a very cool, um, that's an easy sell as well for, for, so, so for clothiers that want products that they can sell on their online store, yeah. um, that's a collaboration we're definitely looking forward to have. And yeah. uh, I think our minimums are really low, so we can put your labels in along with our Dapper Villains. But uh, one note is that, you know, we, we don't want to be just an OEM yeah, manufacturer. No, we're not, we're not we definitely an OEM want, company. it's a brand. Yeah. Right? We so. definitely want, um, you know, we have learned it the hard way as well that we yeah. want, you know, it we to got be fucked a by a Canadian. I never thought it would happen. Uh, we, <laughs> we want it to be a collaboration, but yeah, we will, you know, make it, make sure that both the brands are represented nicely and uh, you can sell the yeah, Especially if you area. want to do a, uh, a version of like, if you want to change the liner out, Right. And we can source something else that's unique that's cool. to your shop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No problem for, for us at all with that. Yeah. So actually I've, I've got, I've got a, uh, someone coming by to do a video in my studio. He's a pretty famous YouTuber. He's Canadian. And so I've got some Canadian print, some maple leaf print. I'm going to do a custom version of the uh, EDC tote form with that and uh, put it as a liner. 
you know, so I guess of, I guess prints could work, um, and it could be a cool little branding. Well, you way. have something thicker than that satin, right? That we that we printed on. Yeah. Maybe maybe that would be better for the interior. Cool. Actually, how quick to get some of that? How quick to get some prints back right now? So with COVID, you know, being back to normal, life being back to normal yeah. in Thailand, um, all factories are packed uh, with their regular work. Okay. You know, instead of making things for a mask or mask or things that are fucking yeah. related to COVID, um, factories are pretty back to normal. So it's, uh, and plus it's high season time. So yeah. it, there's a lot of backlog. So, so I can't get um, like a one week turnaround on some prints. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm very lucky that I'm getting two weeks, you know, right now. So um, yeah, but I can push things. But um, another product that I really like that um, you have made, especially for someone with long hair and beard is the beard bomb. Yeah, that one, I think like a lot of our listeners, I'm sure have beard or, you know, have had or know somebody who has a long you should beard, have a beard. But yeah, you should have a beard, you're a man. Um, so uh, that beard bomb for me was really, really special because A, it smells really good. B, it doesn't make so I use it on my hair as well. And it doesn't make my head too shiny. It stays all day. It's, it's better than a pomade. It's better than a gel. So I really like that quality. Yeah, we got to I've got to get to the point with that where we can make it sort of at mass because it, it's so labor intensive to make it in small batches to package it and, and put it out. So and then then I've got to I've got the I've got enough equipment. I could figure out the temperature thing, but it's got to be done in a way that you're not one of the ingredients can break at a certain temperature. And that's where you get that grittiness in it is if that that ingredient is broken and it doesn't solidify properly back with the rest of the uh, product. Oh, I see. Yeah, That's so. what make the dig so satisfying um, mm. onto that. So what does it take to make that? Like uh, what, what ingredients are in there? Like basic. So yeah, the, the basic ingredients are, right? It's beeswax, cocoa butter, shea butter, right? Is the foundation of every beard bomb. And then, you know, we have a, an oil that we use, special high-end oil that you put in there. You know, and like a lot of people use coconut oil. Some people even use olive oil you know, jujuba, like you, you want to get the right blend of oils into there to add benefits to the skin. And then it's essential oils is where the fragrance comes from and some of the, the properties for the hair. So you pick the different fragrant profile that you want, you put it together, you know, and then you get something manly, right? You go with like a little cedar wood, maybe, or like I, I did sit the one you have is a, a citrus and peppermint, right? Which actually comes across smelling quite manly. Dude, it smells so clean. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got good amount of hole, but it like, if you put it in your, I used to use it when I would grow, when I grew my hair long, I would put it in my hair as well, just because it, it's so good for your hair. Right. And you could use it. I don't have enough hair to style. I'm half bald, but you know, if you had short hair and you want to style it up, this is the type of thing you could use for that as well. You made fun of your baldness before I could. So yeah. fuck you for that. I beat, you, I beat you to the punch. Yeah, you <laughs> beat me to it. I was like thinking how to make fun of this guy, not to the level where I'd get punched, but enough <laughs> for him to laugh, but satisfy myself. But you beat me to it. So now so I someone, can't say it. Someone was like arguing with me on like Facebook the other day or something. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And he called me like, a, he called me bald. He's like, oh, you're just a bald piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, I, I am bald. That's a fact. Like you're not you're not hurting my feelings, dude. I'm bald. It's clearly like genetically happening. I I don't have hair. Yeah. So you know it's oh the so, other thing 
the other product that we're working on is uh, hmm. neckerchiefs and uh, bandanas. Yeah, we've been so neckerchiefs. Yeah. You have been trying to push this a lot as well. So neckerchief, and uh, you wanted to make the ring as well. Yeah, the, like the a... ring to like different ways you could uh, cinch it up is. So we, I've got to actually, I've got to send this to you for prints. I'll send it tomorrow morning for uh, mm -hmm. samples. But a uh, a neckerchief with a Negroni theme, a deconstructed Negroni on it. Nice. So. And we'll do a couple colors for the test and a couple different fabrics. And, you know, I, I like it. I, I like to wear neckerchiefs. Like I don't wear a tie to work. Right. And I don't need to. So, but I, I do like to wear a little bit of neckwear. And so sometimes I like to throw a neckerchief on under my collar. And if sometimes I'll tie it, I'll tie it like you would tie a, a foreign hand, right. Tie it up and you know, a nice little knot or, the other thing I'll do is throw like a little undersized ring on there and pull it up. So it gives a little bit of jewelry, a little bit of flair. And if you have like a cool little piece of jewelry, I've got a couple that are interesting. And I, I think that's something that we could look at the, the rings in the future, maybe is doing something like that. Cause sourcing, unfortunately sourcing jewelry right now is, is a little tougher, but yeah, I think that the neckerchief is just a great casual look and it fits with the dapper villains aesthetic and style. Like, how often do you wear a tie, Jay? You wear a suit every day. Do you ever wear a tie? Well, I don't know how to make a, a tie, tie a tie. I sometimes... What? Um, what? Yeah. I, I Well, every time I do, I have to look at this YouTube video and I would end up being sweaty and, you know, I've tied the tie 50 times. <laughs> you get sweaty then, tying a tie? <laughs> yeah, because, like, I have to fucking watch the video again. Is it up and under or is it over? And Like, it just confuses me. Um, all I all I care about is to get that fucking dimple right because that's uh, a big thing for menswear and uh, I sometimes end up you know being able to make one for myself but uh, a lot of my partners in the shop and my friends all tie very nice ties so I'll, I'll just be like make one for me and I'll just wear it what, what type of tie what type of knot do you like to tie I don't even know what the fuck it's called it's can, something that much... Neapolitans do and uh I don't know what Neapolitans probably wear a small knot. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's always a smaller knot. So I can tie pretty much any tie knot, and I can tie a bow tie. And neckerchief, I just tie like a four in hand, three in hand, four in hand, whatever it's called, the smallest knot. Mm. I think that looks good. But I think with the neckerchief with the little ring, I think that's that's a good look, and it's it's something different. If you wanted to like, just sort of dress it up a little, just like add a little something extra, like a little bit of jewelry on your neck, you know, with a neckerchief, you know, middle neckerchiefs are great, especially for hot weather too, because it's right on your skin, right? So it's sort of giving you a little barrier between your collar. It's absorbing some of the sweat, but it's still allowing a lot of airflow. And I think that's great. All right. Since, since we're on record, I want to make this little game. So um, out, out of all the four items, you know, which is a large category. We can have yeah. multiple variations and colors on it. Um, and, you know, the collaborations could be insane. What product do you think will will do do best? It's like picking your favorite child, but right. um, your gut feeling, what do you think will, will, will work best? And I have my answers, but I'll wait for you. So I think, I think if we do our own line of jeans, I think it'll do really well. But well, what, what product? Je like oh, jeans. like, like de jeans. Like oh, pants. denim jeans. Okay. Yeah. Pants. Um, and I think the EDC tote will probably be a staple product for us. I think that will do really well long-term. Yeah, I also believe the EDC tote. Uh, but I think the overshirt could be the one that could 
um, kill it because like a lot of people do it, but I don't think a lot of people have done it right. Yeah. Um, or like the story has not been so legit. Yeah, I think the other thing is, like I said, everyone does that M64, right? Every, people love the shit out of that. It's a cool jacket, but I don't want to do something everyone else has done. Yeah. Right. And no one's doing the BDU shirt. And it just, yeah. it, it has a much simpler, cleaner look to it. That, that's why I, I think, think it's, it an, be it's an item that can be purchased online a lot easier than other mm. garments. Well, EDC, of course, is an item that you can purchase online, but I don't yeah. think a lot of people will repeat that or it's more like an item. It's a once that in a lifetime buy. buy. Like you buy it one time. Yeah. The way this yeah. is built, the material this is built with, it should last you. You should be able to give it to your grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it could turn into a vintage item like, yeah. you know, after 30 years or stuff. Sure. But but the 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 overshirt I think could be the one that you know uh, has the most amount of reputation or yeah max, uh, the growth could be could be uh, really good, especially adding the variety of fabrics, the variety of colors. So imagine uh, denim, cons, linens, you know, just in that variation and different linen blend. We were just talking about linen blend with denim that you got earlier that you're wearing right now that you're very happy about. Yeah, I'm in love with this denim. This denim linen blend is insane. Right. So, I mean, just that alone will allow so much variation. And then I guess if we figure out the packaging and the branding where it looks so unique that people will want to rep to just get the Dapper Villains branding, and that could be an item that would be featured in different stores around the world. The growing the brand is going to be, I mean, I think the, the podcast has done a good job for us from a branding perspective, you know, getting, getting it out there and getting it on people, you know, people love the mask. Unfortunately with the mask, there's no real branding to say, you know, Dapper Villains branding. A lot of people tag, like they'll tag SV Haberdash, which is, you know, the, basically the name of the studio. But, you know, it's a Dapper Villains mask. And some people will tag Dapper Villains and put it out there. Obviously, we're on the rake. We're on Uncrate. You know, both have been great partners for us. You know, and I think, you know, we're in stores. Like, um, we're in a store in London called Riley's Fashion, uh, Franklin and Anthony out in Texas. Right? These guys are, these guys have the mask in, in their shop. So, you know, we've got great partners around the world. So, it's just getting, you know, our products out there and listening to, our partners as well like what what are they getting feedback from yeah and this, yeah. the fact that we have the engineer making it uh, yeah. right then and there any evolution or you know even massive transformation can be done so easily yeah um development you know that could go very far and i think for clothiers to sell clothing items like this is easier for them than to sell something like shoes or you know, um, things that they aren't very used to because everything else is a whole different industry. Yeah. But uh, this, you know, clothiers know how to measure. They know what size to buy for their clients. Speaking of shoes, we had a great, we had a great comment on one of our other videos from uh, Joe P. And he said that uh, we should do an episode about shoes. Get someone on who's like a shoe expert. Oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like George Cleverly or... Um, you know, Stefano Bemer, so you know, Yanko. you make it happen, Jay. You know, people, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just not talk a lot because I don't know anything about shoes, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't wear hard bottoms at all. I wear, I wear Nanyangs every day, so yeah, like, like I, the I ten dollar, ten dollar uh, kids' shoes. But when I describe you wearing that to Thai people, they find it very cool, uh, just, that you pimped out your, your Nanyang, 
which is like a basically like a converse for Thailand. Yeah. Um, but so con- converse want, worn just in high school. Um, I want us to do a brand collab with Nanyang, Dapper Villains version of Nanyang. That could happen. That's my dream. Let's see. Will it be purple shoes or will it be um, purple laces like how you rock it? Oh, I mean, if we if we could do, I'm actually I've got a pair. I'm gonna dye periwinkle, purple. Nice. Um, I've got nice. the dye and I've got the shoes. I've got to tape them up and dye them. But I think it would be it'd be a deep purple with a uh, with a pattern on it. Like you know, Nanyang does their limited editions every year. I have two of their limited editions. They're always they're just everything about their shoe is awesome. Hundred percent rubber sole. I mean, so good. All right. So there we have it. Did you wear them in high school? No, there's another brand. Breaker. That's like, yeah, yeah. That Not was the brand that I wore. Not as good. No, but uh, I, I had a very brief time in like Thai school, Thai yeah, school. And you went to like, then, fucking university at 16? Yeah. But then I was in international school when I was after second grade because yeah. I got bullied way too much in Thai school. And like, I really? was like last position at everything. And like, you know, they hit you with the wooden stick yeah uh every day so i would get hit every day and that just made me a dumbass kid uh, i would speak zero words i was yeah. the only indian kid in the whole school did you know thai when you were growing up yeah of course i was born in thailand right so yeah, yeah but so, i mean your, your parents speak whatever at home yeah yeah but i speak thai with my dad um we speak thai everywhere um, oh because when so, i hear you and your dad talk you guys don't speak thai well my dad mostly still speaks Thai with me, but we okay. will talk Punjabi too. But well, I guess not when as your mom's much. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Because yeah, I think yeah. almost every time I see you and your dad, like your mom is, is around. So maybe that's why he... You're a pretty doing... liberal guy though. Do you believe in uh, spanking? That's a tough one. I think, like, I don't think teachers should hit kids. If a teacher ever hit my kid, I would hit the teacher. I'm going to be straight right. up. Like you, the teacher doesn't have the right to hit my kid. There's a right? whole generation of, of kids who grew up, you know, that way. And you yeah. just get used to it of getting hit. And uh, so, well, so then think, you're like, more lenient on parents hitting kids. It, it depends, man. Like I, like I would never hit my kid like to hurt them. Right. And, mm. you know, but I would like grab them and be like, Hey, don't, don't do that. It's going to hurt. You know, don't mm. touch the stove. Right. Mm. Don't don't blow stuff up. But I don't I would never <laughs> slap them or anything. I don't know if I would spank them, you know, like but again, like if a teacher hit the if a teacher hit my kid, I would do the same thing to the teacher they did to my kid. Like the protest happening in Thailand right now is is organized by kids. And Some they're bringing this subject up a lot about like, you know, how students are learning things because like there's a whole different uh, genre of of education yeah um one is the international schools where you know kids are allowed to speak and be yeah. more free and uh then there's uh the thai school which is mostly owned by governments and like hitting kids would be such a normal thing they have this long wooden stick that they would hit and that shit would hurt yeah and uh they just make it a routine you know like it's so normal to get hit with I, I see that because i do teach out here as well and so when i teach at universities especially if you teach freshmen and your students came from thai schools they won't ask questions they won't speak right they're, yeah. they're not they don't want to engage with the class where i recently taught a design thinking workshop at a uh, at a university to the 
all their students were, I would argue probably every student in this class came from an international school. They all spoke English incredibly well. And they all were willing to like ask questions and challenge ideas, which as a teacher is what you want. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. There's always room for improvement. I'll put it that way, Jay. I think with that said, man, I'm excited about where we're at product wise and I hope the line grows and yeah. I'm excited to work with people. Yeah. We won't spank you if you don't buy from us for promise that. Well, I mean, if you, unless you want us to, <laughs> <laughs> then that's extra. <laughs> this is Thailand. Anything's possible. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Very good Thank episode. Thank you for uh, tuning in with us. Just letting us talk about like product ideas and product line. Should have some interesting guests coming up in the next few weeks. We've got a few things tentatively scheduled, and it's on Jay to get us a couple more uh, guests. I am very for... excited about our next guest, though. That's going to be fucking dope. He hasn't confirmed yet, though. Like He sent me an email with that day and time, but he hasn't confirmed the, the thing yet. So let's see. Let's see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. All right, guys. Until next time. Stay dapper. Stay dapper. Stay, stay villainous. villainous. Oh, we got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs>